Hello, and welcome to Food Plus Freedom, a solution-based podcast and website for freedom-loving people, where you get solutions about food, buying supplies, and finding freedom for your family without always being dependent on big government, big business, or big agriculture. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, visit our website at foodplusfreedom.com for more podcasts, articles, and a free newsletter. Find us on social media, Twitter, and Truth Social at Food Plus Freedom, Podbean, foodplusfreedom.podbean.com, and Telegram, food underscore plus underscore freedom. Now on with the show. Hi, I'm Janet Davis. Today is September 19th, 2023, and this is episode four. Today is the beginning of a seven-part series for self-sufficiency, knowledge, and a healthier you. It's a broad overview. Why should you eat real food, grow your food, buy from local growers, and even small businesses online? Good questions. Don't forget to listen to the end of the podcast for your info tip of the day. Why should you eat real food? grow your own food, buy from local food growers, and even buy from small businesses online that are growing their own and creating their own. Some very good questions. Sometimes in order to have a simple conversation, we need to define a few terms, especially in this world where language has been changed so much. So let's define a few terms very quickly here. Real food. Real food is anything that God created for you to eat. For instance, peas, a cow, chicken. A loaf of bread, if it doesn't have all the garbage in it as well. Whole food Real food means there's no artificial flavoring, no artificial coloring, no words in it that you can't pronounce. Real food or whole food is food that isn't made up in a chemical lab. It's made through nature and it's healthy for you and it's good for you. So when we talk about real food, we're talking about real food. Now, here's a side note. If you think you want to have a veggie burger, nothing against veggie burgers, a bean veggie burger, as long as there's not a lot of garbage in it, because some of them I've seen, I can't pronounce what's in it. If you want to have a veggie burger, fine. Have a veggie burger. Call it a veggie burger. Don't call it a meat replacer burger because it is not a meat replacer as whole food. It is a veggie burger. So let's call food what it is and eat whole food. Buying from local food growers. Let's define this. Food growers is different from buying local. Yes, 
we want to buy local. We want to buy from the mom and pop grocery store, not the big conglomeration. We want to buy from the restaurant that is owned by Joe and Betty Sue, not the restaurant that is some large company where they don't even cook the food. When we talk about buying local food, in today's sense, we're talking about locally grown food. If you're buying food from a restaurant and they get all of their food parts, their ingredients, from a large conglomeration or a food service, you're actually not getting too much better food than from this large restaurant group that ships in the food. It is better, yes. But when we talk about local food, it's split two ways for defining local food, meaning local companies, local food as in they're growing it locally. And the third one is buying from small businesses online. And you might think, well, Janet, that's, that's, that's kind of like against everything you're saying. But it's not. We want to decentralize our supplies and our food so we're getting them from the people, not the government, not big business, not big agriculture. There's a lot of good and evil online. So let's use the good how you can use the good. For instance, I like to use a lot of different herbs. I like to try to grow as many herbs as I can, but I can't grow them all myself. However, I have found a couple people online who I've had correspondence with. They're either wild crafting it or growing it themselves organically. And they're just them. Maybe them and their spouse, them and their kids, them, them and a parent or a friend. It is a small business. Their growing season is different than mine. They can grow fresh herbs when I can't. They can also grow more or wildcraft for more of it because it's part of their environment that's not part of my environment, but it's things that I need. When you're looking for your decentralization, you're also looking for small companies, even though they're online, even though they're not within that 200 mile radius or whatever you've made for yourself, they're still part of the decentralization. So when we're looking at gaining freedom, we're looking at eating locally, meaning buying from local growers, growing what you can, and getting things from small businesses, even if it's online. So now that we have some definitions of what whole food is, real food, and a little more about eating decentralized, even though it may be from someone hundreds of miles away because they're a small company, and we've learned about buying local from local growers. Let's talk about five reasons you should grow your own food or eat and buy local right now, 
not in five years, not in two weeks, not in a month, right now, today. The next time you go grocery shopping, the next time you plant a seed. Most people can grow something in a container or in a window. And most people can grow something at any time during the year. Right now, a large number of us are going into fall, winter, where gardens are starting to close up. Some people are going to get another season. Some people aren't. But think outside the box that you have been brought up in, that you've been living in when it comes to food. What could you grow right now? You can grow microgreens. You can grow lettuce. So there are things you can always grow. But I came up with five top reasons why you need to start growing your own food today. And if you're not growing your own food, why you need to buy them from local places. One is obvious. You know what you're growing and what you're putting into your body. You know how you're growing it. You know what type of seeds you've started with. You even most likely know where the seeds came from. I encourage you to always buy your seeds locally. Sure, there's great seed companies out there. Buy them as close to your home as you can. And if you are going to buy them from a seed company, make sure they are not a large conglomeration because most likely somebody owns them. Even though you're buying heirloom and you're buying organic and you're buying um, non-GMO, a lot of times somebody owns these companies and they have the other side where they have the genetically modified What happens if they accidentally mess up your order with genetically modified seeds? Are you going to know the difference? And don't tell me it won't happen because I've seen it happen at farms. So if you're growing some of your own food, you know where it's coming from, from seed to eating. Number two, by growing your own produce and buying local, you add to your food independence for years to come. Hmm. How? Well, by saving seeds, which you can grow yourself again the following year or give to someone else to grow. Those seeds have already been grown in your area, so they, they remember and they know how to grow. Um, episode three we did last week is all about seeds. Go ahead and go listen to that about seed saving and growing seeds. Plus, any money that you're using to buy these seeds are going right back into your community and keeping things, well, decentralized. Three, if you like to stock your food, you can grow food cheaper than you can buy it. If you are buying from a local farmer, it may be a bit more expensive because they have expenses. You know, they have their labor, they have to buy seeds, they have to pay taxes, they have fuel, they have equipment, they have people working for them. But you're still getting a better product than if you're buying from the regular grocery store because it's fresh. And fresh food stores much better than food that's a few days old. And once again, you're keeping money in your community. Number four, when you're growing your own food, you don't have to worry about a supply chain issue. You know when you're growing 
it's going to be grown. Okay, you're hoping it's going to actually grow, but you have the seeds to start growing it versus a farmer, even though they're local, you don't know if they have their seeds. There are seed shortages. By growing it yourself, you have those seeds in hand or you have those baby chicks in hand and you're going to raise them and grow them yourself. If you are going to buy from a local farmer or another homesteader or your neighbor who's just gardening, talk to them ahead of time so that you know what you know what they're planting. You know, for instance, this year one of their large farms decided to downsize some of their um, production, and it was really nice to know they were going to do that because when their corn came out, we went and got corn right away. You know, farms have to do what they need to do in order to survive as well as bring you food. Sometimes you can put in for orders and reserve the food you want in advance, and then there's no surprise at the end. There's no empty shelf. Number five, whoever controls your food controls you. I know I say this a lot, but it's very true. Even when you buy from a local farmer, you don't have full control over your food. And the only true way you have full control over your food is if you control every single aspect of growing everything, which is not a reality. But, and that is a big but, if you can talk to your neighbors and people in your area, plus look at small businesses online for things like teas and herbs that don't spoil. You can put together a community for yourself of locally grown food where you're not going to rely on the supply chain and you're not going to rely on the grocery store or large corporation. Yes, there might be something that you don't have. However, when you start looking at where your food's coming from, and you're working with other people of where your food's coming from. Doing without does not mean you're doing without because it's bad. You're doing without and you're replacing it with something else so that you can continue eating and being nutritionally healthy. And lastly, six, as I've talked to before, Buying from small businesses online, it gives you a bigger reach to products that you're normally not going to have. A downside is shipping because our shipping, you really can't rely on it. So you don't want to order something that you need right away. Think of it more like we did back in the 80s where we wrote out a money order, we filled out a form, we stuck it in the mail and it said six to eight weeks and we'd get it and you will get it. Also, when you're looking at small businesses, tap into some of the small businesses or communities in your area. Look for communities like Amish or Mennonite or groups. They're out there. Now that you know why you should eat real food, whole food, grow your own food, and buy from local farmers, what do you think you want to do first? What do you want to change first? Maybe you don't need to change anything, 
but I bet everybody could find one or two things they could change. For instance, try growing something you've never grown before. Better yet, with winter coming, try growing some microgreens or some sprouts. I know some people say, oh, that's rabbit food. I'm not going to eat that. You could grow radish microgreens or celery microgreens, and in 10 to 12 days, you've got a nice little herb that you can throw into a pot to add flavor. So I want you to do that. I want you to find one or two things that you can grow right now, even with our weather changing. I want you to look to your community for your own food. And I want you to check out your social media, free local newspapers, Chamber of Commerce websites, locals, farmers, farmers markets, and talk to your neighbors. Maybe somebody is already growing their own food and you can sell off extras to each other's. Another place you can look is in those grocery stores. See if any of them buy from local farmers. Yes, they're using the local farmers to bring you in, but that doesn't mean you have to buy anything else. Go and see what you can get from those local farmers. And don't forget to talk to your friends, neighbors, and family because you will be surprised how many people are on the same mindset as you are. You just might, well, maybe you're a little afraid to cross that bridge and talk to each other about it. If you want more food independence, you have to start. And that means today, not in three months, not in a year, but right now. What's the worst that can happen? Absolutely nothing except maybe a little bit of food. Thank you for listening to Food Plus Freedom, a solution-based podcast and website. Don't forget to visit our website at foodplusfreedom.com for podcasts and articles. Remember, whoever controls your food controls you. Take control, eat real food, grow your own, and buy local. Join us this Thursday for a deep dive into bioengineered and GMO, what they mean, and solutions to avoid them. Hang on for your info tip of the day. Did you know if your food is labeled organic, it isn't supposed to have genetically engineered or genetically modified food, food parts, ingredients, etc. in it? If the label says non-GMO, which in my opinion was a great marketing scheme from years back, and only gave you half of the information you needed to know to get good, clean food. You were told the food was not genetically altered, but you weren't told anything else, and many, many people confuse non-GMO with organic and that it was okay, because it's not the same thing. If the label says non-GMO... It means that the ingredients aren't genetically modified, but it doesn't mean they are organic. Organic is more than just genetically modified or genetically not modified. It encompasses everything from the beginning of the seed to the soil to the packaging to you. So food that is organic is always non-GMO, not genetically modified, and not bioengineered 
And there isn't supposed to be anything within the food ingredients that is genetically engineered. But food that is labeled non-GMO isn't always organic. Choose wisely, gain information, and now you know. Until next time, eat local, grow food, be free. Don't forget to check out our website at foodplusfreedom.com. See you soon.